I mean, people are arguing that if a pipeline that wouldn't have even been in operation by now were still under construction, the situation with today's oil prices would be different. We all know that that is the same old D.C. BS. Is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees? Okay. <laughs> a friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 212. And day 225, uh, that is since Joe Biden promised he wouldn't abandon Americans in the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan, or as John Andrasik's song says, blood on my hands, he did abandon them. And he's turned the page. And he's never mentioned them again. Nor has he ever mentioned the, the thousands of green card holders. That's, those are people eligible to be here legally. Nor did he mention the billions and tens of billions of dollars in equipment he left behind. Doesn't talk about that either. How effective would that be in the hands of Ukrainians that have shown a willingness on their own to go fight for their own country? Um, and nobody says a word. The media mob are just, you know, useful idiots. And, and literally, you know, it's the, the candidate protection program. It's the media mob protection program, the presidential protection program. Yeah, Joe is hiding in a Camp David this weekend, monitoring situation on the ground in in Ukraine. I'm like, no, he's not. He's eating ice cream. He's taking naps. And God knows how many doctors he's seeing every second of every day. Um, we have a lot that we're going to get to on the economy. John Andrasik, who did, as a result of what happened in Afghanistan, that hit song, Blood on My Hands, he's now written a song, Can One Man Save the World? And he's talking about Zelensky. I mean, think about this guy. He's a former comedian. And we've seen too often what, what leaders do in moments of crisis like this. And that is they very often, they get on the little private jet. They make sure they pack it with lots of cash, tens and tens of millions of dollars and, and gold and other precious metals. They pillage the country and they get to safety and they, they, they get, you know, some country, someplace, somewhere to accommodate their their leaving. By the way, the U.S. had offered to take Zelensky out. He said, hell no. He wants the weaponry to defend his own country. I, I, I mean, I couldn't believe last week when he actually gave his exact location. That's that's a little dangerous, especially when you're dealing with somebody that, that you know, we've now seen the images and I know some people have a natural reluctance, resistance to any American involvement in any conflict in any way whatsoever. And I want to be clear because people are out there just lying about me. Uh, even people that claim they're conservative saying Hannity, he's a neocon and Hannity wants us to go to war. No, no, I'm not willing to put one American boot on the ground ever in the future. But if the Ukrainians are willing to fight, they were a sovereign country. And you see images 
This, this now becomes, to me, a conscience and a soul thing. Last week, we showed you images of a mass grave. And in that mass grave, they were rolling one body in on top of another dead body, on top of another dead body, on top of another dead body. On TV, I was showing you images, men, women, and children, young children, in the streets, just slain down. They had their luggage with them. They were trying to escape this war and go to a neighboring country, not knowing anything about what their future may hold. And I've got to say this, that the people in, in Poland in particular and Hungary and other, other countries, I won't mention them all, but they've been pretty amazing in terms of being willing to take in refugees. I've heard from more than a number of people I know that they want to adopt any child that may have lost their parents in this conflict. Um, Americans are the most generous people on earth. So you, you ask yourself the question, no, no boots on the ground ever. And I want to be very clear, no boots on the ground ever. But this is not a small deal when maternity hospitals are being targeted, when you're, you're targeting very close to nuclear sites. That could have ramifications we couldn't even conceive of today. Uh, also leveling, just blowing up entire neighborhoods. We've seen those scenes, apartment buildings. Um, then you've got all these other instances of, of war crimes and atrocities. Um, we just learned over the weekend, Politico actually found this, that it was in December of 2021, senior U.S. military officials told lawmakers that they wanted to send a few hundred additional special ops personnel to Ukraine to provide military advice and training on unconventional warfare, in other words, insurgency. At the time, Russia had amassed close to 100,000 troops. I mean, remember, this buildup went on for a long time on the border with Ukraine, and concerns were growing in Washington and Europe about a, a broadening invasion or a pending invasion. The fact that these idiots didn't pick it up sooner is, is another dumb move by Biden. But anyway, now we learn that White House officials had concerns about the deployment and the troops were never sent. They, this is what leading from behind means. That's exact, that's all it is. They also said the defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, um, had concerns with all of this and planned to directly press Joe Biden to approve the mission. We found out last week, Joe Biden is the one that made the final call and said no to the fighter jets. So what's the difference if you give anti-tank javelin missiles or anti-aircraft missiles like Stinger missiles, but you're not willing to give the 28 fighter jets? You know what those fighter jets would be capable of doing? They'd be capable of wiping out that 40-mile convoy that, by the way, is creeping ever so closer around the perimeter outside of the Ukrainian capital, Kiev. Um, but anyway, Putin just continues, no problems whatsoever. Uh, Russia now tried to send a, a message to NATO allies, and they b bombed a Ukrainian uh, uh, base right near Poland, a NATO country. Remember, Article 5 in NATO, now Ukraine is not a NATO country, says an attack on one is an attack on all, and you will respond accordingly. Will, will that actually hold? Because I'm not so sure, to be very blunt. China is warning, they're taking full advantage of this. They are now warning 
of the worst consequences from any country that supports Taiwan militarily. Now, we have a treaty with Taiwan. Will Joe Biden, if President Xi decides to go in and take Taiwan, is Joe Biden going to lift a finger? If I'm a betting guy, I say no. I don't think he does a thing. China, look, the, we, the two advantages we have that we're not taking advantage of, Putin's economy is based almost entirely on energy. Now, sure, a- after a lot of pressure is brought to bear on Joe Biden, he finally says, all right, I'm not going to import the 670,000 barrels of oil a day from Russia. The fact that he was willing to, to import anything from Russia is madness to me. Joe Biden has been begging OPEC nations that apparently now the UAE and Saudi Arabia reports are they won't even take his phone call, begging them to increase their production. Um, we know that Joe Biden has has sent emissaries to Venezuela in the hopes of getting Maduro to increase his energy output and increase the world supply there. Uh, we know that the mullahs in Iran, this, you know, this is how insane this administration is. And this scares this ought to scare the hell out of everybody, because if you thought the last Iranian deal was bad, this one's even worse. We're talking about tens of billions of of dollars being handed over. In other words, sanctioned money that would be handed over to the mullahs in Iran. And on top of that, then we're going to make it a deal with the people that shout death to America, death to Israel, that burn the U.S. flag and burn the Israeli flag. And now we're going to go into a nuclear deal. The last nuclear deal would have allowed them to enrich uranium in 2025 anyway. That's the deal where they drop, you know, you know, billions of dollars in cash and other currency on on the tarmac for the mullahs in Iran. And now we're going to we're actually thinking, talking about importing oil from the Iranian mullahs to make Iran rich again so that they can get more aggressive in their pursuit of a nuclear weapon. And then we're going to lift sanctions on a murdering thug dictator named Maduro in Venezuela and and help revive their economy that was wrecked by their socialism. This, this These are insane times that we're living in. Um, but now, oh, and then we have the Iranians um, this weekend. I'm sure most of you didn't hear about it because the mob and the media was not going to tell you. Multiple ballistic missiles slammed into the U.S. base, one of the bases in herbal Iraq. Stunning footage has made its way online showing the bombardment. That's the Iranians attacking U.S. facilities inside of Iraq. Now, I'm kind of believed that if Donald Trump were president, there would be a fierce response for that kind of attack. The scale of the attack, the size of the munitions used, appears to be far beyond anything that they've ever used before. Current reports are that they, the guided munitions were what's called Fata 110 ballistic missiles. They come from Iran. They're already the number one state sponsor of, of, of terrorism in the world. Anyway, missiles fired towards the U.S. consulate in Iraq. What's Joe going to do about that? He's still going to do the nuclear deal, Joe? And by the way, who's negotiating that nuclear deal? Russia and China. Do you think they you think they care about our best interest in this? Not at all. So that that is why I don't think at any point in my adult life 
I've ever had a sense of dread and doom that this guy with that. We just don't have an American president right now. We don't have somebody that has the strength to lead a country in these times. And every world leader sees as I warned I warned you for, for before the election. They see him as weak, frail, and they have they have done a full markup. And I could tell you probably with pinpoint accuracy that the Russians, the Chinese, the Iranians, North Koreans, they know the real state of Joe Biden's cognitive decline. Meaning they've had their best scientists and doctors examine every single word he's uttered, every screw up he's had. They're watching how he walks. They're watching how he talks. They're watching him screw up. They're watching him struggle. And they know that this is this is a weakened America right now under his so-called leadership. I don't call this leadership, but that's where we are. You know, now we have, you know, we have Russia now striking very close to a NATO allies uh, border. Uh, we're not going to do anything. By the way, we did have an American journalist who used to work for the New York Times killed. And I, one thing you got to say is these people that are war correspondents are all courageous people. They know what they're walking into. Um, anyway, the fourth round of Ukraine-Russian talks are ongoing. That usually means to me that Vladimir Putin is bringing in reinforcements and rearming his people. He had a Kiev apartment that was struck over the weekend. You've seen the images that I've discussed. And, you know, the idea that Biden is slow walking jets for Ukraine and to me is unconscionable. Even Poland was willing to do it. But Joe's the one that said no. Why would you say no? Zelensky's begging Biden to ratchet up economic pressure. Well, if all of Western Europe is dependent on Russia for oil and gas, there is no economic pressure. It doesn't matter that we stop the 670 thousand barrels of oil a day. And by the way, Canada says they can replace 400,000 of those or Maduro or OPEC nations that many of which hate us. Everything you could possibly do wrong, he's doing wrong. Every single problem this country has from running out of COVID tests to the border disaster, the energy disaster, the economic 40 year high of inflation, the Afghanistan disaster, this disaster was all preventable and it's all fixable, except not while he's president and she's vice president. They're not up to the job. And that should scare everybody in the world. All right, listen, um, tax filing deadline around the corner. And with that brings a whole bunch of these identity thieves, IRS scammers. They want to steal your personal information and they want to get your refund before you do. Anyway, every day we're all putting our personal information at risk on the Internet. Thank goodness LifeLock by Norton exists. They see all the threats we miss on our own. Now, LifeLock, by the way, they'll scour the dark web on your behalf. If they say, see your personal information is compromised, you'll get an alert. If your identity is stolen, guess what? You get a dedicated restoration specialist to fix it for you. Anyway, LifeLock by Norton, low annual rate. You'll save an additional 25% off your first year by using the promo code Hannity when you call 1-800-LIFELOCK or just go to lifelock.com. 1-800-LIFELOCK, lifelock.com, promo code Hannity. Protect your name and reputation, your finances, your credit score.
get out of the media spin room, you've come to the right place. This is the Sean Hannity Show. Let me see if um, I can't get this a little more succinct for you. So we have Joe Biden. He puts the kibosh on the 28 fighter jets that Poland graciously was going to give to the Ukrainians. Ukrainians are going to fight their own battle. Uh, Then we find out that this is from Politico that Biden canceled against the advice of his own top general canceled critical military aid to Ukraine and President Zelensky and their defense forces two months before Russia invaded. That likely, and Vladimir Putin's watching all of this. Then we see these constant reports. Well, Vladimir might get angry. He's already angry. Vladimir wants Ukraine. And you read reports. Well, what if, what, what if there's a chemical or biological attack? There's always that threat is real. And, and, and remember, he threw out the threat that he might use Tactical nukes, Hannity, you, you, we can't be involved in that. So we're supposed to do nothing? And then, what, let them take Ukraine and move to the next country? Maybe it's the Baltics. Maybe it's uh, Estonia, Lithuania, uh, Latvia. You know, what, what are we going to do now that China has laid down the gauntlet? Warning of the worst consequences for any country that supports Taiwan militarily. Which is why I think... Now we have a situation where Putin, you know, bombed very close to the to the border with Poland. You know, all of these things it takes together. You know what it shows? It shows weakness. Ukrainian and and Biden authorized 200 million more in Ukraine military aid out of 13.2 billion. That's all he offered. Ukraine president foresees a new stage of terror. Why would Putin do that? Because he can get away with it and he knows it. And it's Joe's fault. talks to the people involved in the top stories of the day every day sean hannity is on all right 25 now till the top of the hour so the question i've never seen this type of weakness in in an american president and the ramifications it's having around the globe uh what is joe biden's answer to president xi warning of the worst consequences for any country that supports Taiwan militarily. Is Joe going to cave? Is Joe going to stand by his commitment to, to help the, the people of Taiwan maintain their independence? Or are they going to allow China to just take over that country? Because there's been no consequences when China takes their fighter jets and they're flying all over Taiwan airspace. You haven't, even, you haven't even heard a word of condemnation. What's Joe going to do? What's Joe going to do now that, and we actually have video of it, we'll show you tonight, large ballistic missiles slamming into a U.S. base in Iraq, and they were Iranian missiles. The number one state, state sponsor of terror, you know, the friends of Joe. 
He's negotiating a deal. He's letting Russia and China broker a deal with the mullahs in Iran. What what is Joe going to do? Congress members are urging an end to the nuclear talks. As a result of this, that would be the first thing to do. Is there going to be any consequences? Is there going to be any aid support to Taiwan? Is America going to uphold its agreements? What if, you know, what if that missile that that landed very close to Poland's border, what if it landed in Poland? Article 5 NATO agreement, attack against one is attack on all. Would Joe be willing then to get into shooting war? Because no, not willing to get into shooting war. The Kremlin is now threatening to seize U.S. businesses in Russia. So if the Russian people think their lives are miserable now, wait till Putin causes all of their American fast food joints to get out of the country. Because, as you know, McDonald's and Coke and Kentucky Fried Chicken, I love KFC, uh, you know, they are all now being warned that if they shut down, they're going to be thrown out. What's Joe going to do? Russian, Russia requests economic and military aid from China. What's Joe going to do? You know, an advisor to the Iranian nuclear negotiating team is warning that the missile strike on our consulate in Iraq is only the beginning. What's Joe going to do? You know, you look at, uh, you know, it's the American people see through this. This is an unmitigated disaster. These are dangerous, dangerous times. This is not good for the world. This is not good for America. And then you look at, you know, this congresswoman that we had on last week, Victoria Sparks, had her on radio and TV. She's really good. You know, she says that the Biden administration, the lack of strategy, speed, skill, but I would argue the lack of moral courage. You know, all Vladimir has to do is make a threat and joke buckles in caves. I don't want to, it's sort of like what I made fun of him when he would say, uh, I'm, not, I'm not allowed to take questions because they get really mad at me and everything, and I'm going to get in trouble. I'll probably get a timeout, and I may not get my ice cream tonight, and i got to go to bed. I, I mean, you're the president. If you want to take a question, you're allowed to take a question. You're going to let your aides dictate, because your aides know you're a cognitive mess, and it's a total shift show, and they know that they're just covering for you. By the way, that ought to be investigated, but I'm sure it's not going to happen. So then Joe Biden makes the decision, apparently by himself. He's the one that vetoed Poland's effort to get these 28 MiGs in the hands of Ukraine. He made that decision. You know, he's the one. Oh, no, we can't we can't anger Vladimir. You know, the Pentagon pushed to send more trainers to Ukraine. We now know was stopped in December as the buildup of Russian forces along the eastern side of ukraine was going on we could have done that two months ago we could have been sending javelin stingers and all the planes that we wanted all the fighter jets we wanted if in fact that they would show a willingness that they would fight for their own country which we now know they have i mean all of this is now happening you know we have 13 billion dollars that congress approves for aid for ukraine and Joe Biden only authorizes 200 million out of 13 billion for military and security purposes. Now, humanitarian aid is important, but if you really want to help the Ukrainian people, 
If they're going to fight, they want to fight for their country, arm them. Hannity, that's dangerous. It's dangerous not to. Have we not learned anything from history? I know that, listen, in my own gut, in my own heart, I, I don't want to, I don't want anything to do with these conflicts around the world. But to do that, you'd have to put your head in the sand and how do you unsee one body being tossed on top of another body, on top of another body, on top of another body, on top of another one in a mass grave? How do you unsee dead children with luggage shot dead in the street, women and children, men, women and children? How do you unsee that? How do you not see a, an entire capital city surrounded, outmanned, outgunned, and yet a President Zelensky, a guy that was a comedian, refuses to do what past leaders have done, get on a jet, take all the money, pillage the place, take all the precious metals, and get asylum in some, some other third-party country, and live out the rest of your life and not give a damn what happens to your fellow countrymen. You know, all Joe, all Vladimir seems has to do, or China has to do, you know, warning of the worst consequences for any country that supports Taiwan militarily. Why do we give a flying rip what President Xi thinks if they're our ally? Why do we have NATO if we're not going to stand by NATO allies? Putin is pushing this as far as he can push it. Taking out maternity hospitals and 40 schools, I read. You see the mass graves. You see dead children in the street. You see he comes awfully close to two nuclear. What are you going to do? Increasing sanctions. The problem is, is this Western alliance, as Donald Trump warned, Joe Biden's, his, his religion, the climate alarmist cult religion that he's a part of and his party leads. They would rather you have 40-year high inflation than become energy independent again. They would rather deal with Maduro in Venezuela, deal with OPEC and beg nations that hate us, and kiss the ass of mullahs in Iran than do, do domestic energy production here, which would be the smart thing to do because then we're the masters of our own destiny. Ukrainian President Zelensky saying, he sees a new stage of terror as Russia steps, steps up their strikes near Kiev. I said this to a call, the guy in the bunker last week. I'm like, you're not looking at the map the way I'm looking at it. Unfortunately, I was right because they're moving closer and closer. The perimeter, they're closing in on Kiev. And I fear, I pray to God I'm wrong. I fear if they get there, it's going to be a massacre. They're not going to be able to stop it. They don't have enough military gear to do it. Russian airstrike in western Ukraine killed 35 people. I was the one near the border that I was talking about. All of this is going on. you got to ask yourself, what is Joe going to do about all of it? Because I don't think that he's capable of dealing with any of it. Now, a lot of this is impacting us here at home. ABC poll, more than two-thirds of the American people blame Biden for inflation. Well, that's not a hard call. I don't know about the other third of Americans, what they're thinking. Um, House Republicans actually accused anti-drilling environmental groups for being on Putin's payroll. This was on FoxNews.com. It's an interesting story I want to get to the bottom of. House Energy and Commerce Committee Republicans calling for certain environmental groups 
to disclose their ties to a non-governmental organization, which, according to the committee, reportedly used by Russian President Putin to make an impact on American energy production. Three environmental groups, the League of Conservation Voters, the Natural Resources Defense Council. Again, I'm reading from FoxNews.com and the Sierra Club. I'm going to investigate this myself. Reportedly have ties to a San Francisco-based NGO environmental organization called the Sea Change Foundation. And a letter sent to each of the three groups. Republicans are inquiring about the funding the groups have received from Sea Change since 2006 asking for disclosure of whether these groups are aware of concerns, that's not definitive, that sea change may have may be a conduit for Russian funding. I don't know. But I'm reading it, and I'm thinking, this need, we need to get to the bottom of that. Americans overwhelmingly, this is CBS, favor boosting U.S. oil and gas production. Why would we not do that? We're setting record after record after record high in terms of inflation, 40-year high, and the price of gasoline. Who's, who's negatively impacted the most? The poor and the middle class. You know, Democrats claim to have a monopoly of compassion on the poor and the middle class. Well, anyway, new ABC poll is brutal for Biden and his talking points. Now, we've got to get to the Joe, I blame Vladimir Putin for all my troubles, uh, Biden. Inflation already was at a 40-year high for months leading up to Russia invading Ukraine. Gasoline was up because we've been talking about it for a year, dramatically, since when Donald Trump was president. And now, oh, no, no, this is all, this is Vladimir Putin's fault. No, it's not. These are Joe's energy and economic policies. And what they're trying to do is make excuses for what are failed policies. The saddest part of all of this, every single problem we have on COVID running out of tests and monoclonals over Christmas easily could have been prevented and we could fix it. We can warp speed everything. The problems at the border, Joe created those problems too by abandoning Trump's policies. If you look at the energy independence he inherited and you look at the fact that we were a net exporter of energy, that could have been prevented, and we would still be a net exporter of energy, and we could even produce more at a higher level. That pipeline, the Keystone XL pipeline, would have been done. That's 900,000 barrels of oil a day from Canada, not from Russia, not from Iran, not from Venezuela, and not from OPEC. Biden is telling Democrats, you've got to do a better job selling how great we are. I mean, the problem is these policies are failing, and they're failing spectacularly. Uh, Kamala Harris saying to Democrats at their weekend retreat or whatever they they do, you know, that their task is to show people they got what they ordered. That that part is actually true, because I keep playing the tape of Joe Biden saying, oh, we're going to get rid of it. We're going to no more fossil fuels. Okay, it's the lifeblood of the world's economy. How's that working out for the average American? Not too well. Government spending is reducing the national debt. They're just lying. Vladimir Putin's not the cause of a 40-year high of inflation. He's not the cause of high gas prices. He's not the cause of the fact it costs so much to fill up your tank, heat and cool your home. And he's not the cause of every price increase of every product you buy at every store you go to. It's just a lie. Now, some Democrats are divided over the proposal to suspend the federal gas tax. That would be a good start. It's 18.5 cents a gallon. Why don't they suspend it? 
They had record number of revenues last year, although we are $30 trillion in debt. I mean, <laughs> good luck ever paying that off. Americans are, are pissed off, and they have every right to be. 64% of Americans now are living paycheck to paycheck or worse. You know how frightening that is? With a 40-year high of inflation, with every smart person in, in the field of economics predicting a recession, stagflation, maybe worse. Then you got these propagandists in the media like Jennifer Rubin calling voters stupid. Biden's, you know, rising gas prices. By the way, Biden was mad this weekend. He was he was angry over the allegation that inflation is due to government spending. I'm sick of this stuff, he said. I'm like, I'm sick of you. I don't even know if Joe knows what day of the week it is. I really don't. So Biden leans in, grabs the podium, squints, whispers, nonsense, and we'll play some of this tonight. That law is going to put an end to all that. All that. We're going to put people in a different position. All that. I mean, he says the weirdest stuff. This is the United States of America. We can't be the country where for mom to get her kids on the Internet to be able to do their homework has to pull into a McDonald's parking lot, he said. I mean, for real. Because that's what's happening, he said. And then he said, this law has got to end. You know, listen to the exact quote. This law's going to put an end to all of that and put people in a much different position to be able to determine their own, their own judgments about when to sell their cattle, when they should. We're just going to change things. Can anyone make heads or tails of that? This is truly frightening. The ladies at The View, I guess Whoopi Goldberg, claiming that people that mock the awkward laughing and giggling of Kamala Harris are racist and misogynist. No. It's awkward, it's bizarre, and nobody can give a, a sane explanation for it. Um, saving money in these inflationary times is, is really, really important. I want to read, I've been telling you about Pure Talk. If you still use one of the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, listen to what Dave says. He says, I called, I got in touch with Pure Talk, dial pound 250, keyword save now. I was very hesitant about changing from Verizon to Pure Talk, but I was shocked to learn that the exact same plan I had with Verizon for 170 bucks only cost $49 with Pure Talk. My next concern was how difficult would it be to make the change? It was simple. Verizon gave me the code number. They didn't even try to talk me out of it. I now get the exact same plan, but I'm saving $120 a month. That's real money. In these inflationary times, that's real money. Anyway, just dial pound 250 on your cell. Say the keyword, save now. You'll also get an additional 50% off your first month. Pound 250, keyword, save now, and you can make the switch in less than 10 minutes. Do it because it's smart. Join the stampede. There's hundreds of thousands of us. Friend and colleague of ours at Fox News, Benjamin Hall, has been injured in this battle. We'll have the latest on that when we come back. 